Welcome back to Trading 360. It's time to talk Shake Shack after the company did get hit hard on the earnings today. So we'll take a look at the stock and the outlook. And joining us now to comb through the report, Nick Setian, Managing Director of Restaurants Equity Research at Wedbush Securities, and Lee Bull, Senior Manager Trading Education at Charles Schwab. Thank you both for being with us. So, Nick, as I comb through your report, I mean, it sounds like you're optimistic. You feel like they're being conservative. You have a $100 target. You, you haven't outperformed. And that they're just being super cautious. We didn't even get a full year guidance from this company. I think just like the rest, they're all facing a lot of costs, right? I think the bigger issue is just a top line trajectory. You know, where are we post Omicron? Are we back to the pre Omicron trends that were very healthy, uh, you know, in Q4 prior to the pause due to Omicron? And so, you know, I think they could have done a better job of communicating exactly what the trajectory looks like. I think they did a, uh, you know, a poor job of doing so. And I think that's really what's happening today in terms of where the stock is. But ultimately, uh, if you assume that we're going to get back to sort of pre-Omicron trends, not even pre-COVID trends, but pre-Omicron trends, uh, in addition to the pricing they're going to take, uh, uh, that's going to, uh, uh, you know, benefit Q2, we should be back to a margin trajectory that's a lot more palatable for investors. Yeah, and before I get to Lee, I just wanted to ask you, during the fourth quarter, it said total digital sales, including orders that were placed on the Shake Shack app, website third-party delivery represented about 42% of the sales. Does that sound good to you? I mean, what are you looking for? Are you looking for more of that? Are you looking for more folks coming in, foot traffic? I mean, as a pro in this business, what more do you want to see from Shake Shack? I think Shake Shack's doing all they can do in the context of, you know, some of these headwinds that we've just talked about. And so, I mean, first and foremost, uh, we just need to get to a normalized environment in terms of, uh, you know, top line trends. Uh, and I mean, in the meantime, what they have done is focus on digital sales, whether it's delivery or order ahead or even the kiosks. It gives you a lot more information on the customer when you can, you know, drive that transaction through uh, digital, they're investing in GNA in order to actually be able to be a lot more smarter when it comes to communicating, understanding what, with the customer, understanding who that customer is. So they're doing a lot of the right things. But for, first and foremost, we really need to get to a, uh, the sort of normalized trend line once, once uh, uh, you know, COVID for the, the impacts okay. of COVID are further behind us. Yeah. Lee Bull, I want you to take a look at this chart. I mean, we're seeing it at around 71 bucks, just below 71 bucks today. Um, your thoughts on the chart here? Well, I think maybe it's trying to uh, claw out a bit of a bottom. The reason I say that is if uh, we follow this indicator called unbalanced volume, and uh, it is higher now at the lows we made uh, back at the beginning of, of the month than it was back in, in November. From a price perspective, though, we have yet today, I mean, we were through the 50-day moving average for a little while, and now we're right back at it. I would say, though, mm. for many traders, they want a close above uh, you know, 80 to begin with, but certainly 83, which is the 200-day moving average, which is uh, looming up there. So you got a pretty good band of resistance between 80 and 83. Yeah, and as you're noting, I mean, it, we're not even near that yet at this point. Nick, when you look at the group, you have an outperform on Shake Shack, 
Lumen Brands, for example, that's the parent of Outback Steakhouse. I saw they're raising prices 5%, not 3% as they originally anticipated because that won't cover the costs. That's simply what they said. They're going to have to do 5%. So when you look at the group, what other names do you have Outperforms on or that come to mind that seem like they have a good outlook? I think across the board, I mean, I'm very positive on the space. I mean, you know, what's happened is uh, a lot of restaurants waited to see what the structural portion of inflation looks like through the second half of, of, of last year. Well, now they're contracting at, at inflated prices, and so they know exactly what that headwind is going to be. And so they're taking price accordingly. And so they waited to take price. That hit margins in the second half of last year. This year, they're taking prices to offset the inflation. So, you know, we're in a situation where a lot of expectations are what I, what I call trough expectations. And uh, as the top line is normalized post Omicron and as these pricing actions, uh, you know, take place, margins are actually going to end up going higher and we're going to start to see higher EPS revisions going forward, right. in my opinion. So is that, is that McDonald's? Is that Wendy's? Is that, Across I don't know what else, Jack in the Box, Red Robin Gourmet Across Burger? I mean, I mean, specifically, we... Particularly like cheesecake, uh, uh, you know. After their earnings, you know, I think they're they're very well positioned. Uh, a, a couple of smaller cap names like Chewy's, STKS, within uh, the larger cap uh, space, we really like Chipotle uh, and Jack in the Box. Ah, ah, that's you know, and those have been some favorites ongoing. Um, Lee's, you're taking a look at this chart. You're doing some comparisons for us. Yeah, I would think that um, there's a quite a discrepancy today between, like you had mentioned, Bloomin' Brands and Shake Shack, right? I mean, Shake Shack here is down 6%. Bloomin' Brands, which has, I think, kind of the same inflationary pressures, is actually up 8% and is testing, uh, went through the 200-day moving average and is testing it. So at least from a relative strength point of view, it looks like... Uh, some other ones in the group are doing a little bit better, at least in the short term. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that Nick, uh, there's a look at Bloomin' Brands, but uh, he mentioned some of the other names that he liked, including Cheesecake and Chipotle. But there's no doubt that all of these companies are facing higher costs overall. Uh, Nick, I'll give you the final word here on the group. I, I know you've said a lot of, of what it is that you're thinking, and you'd hope for even more guidance from a name like Shake Shack. Um, what's the final thought? What should we be watching? I think this, the, the group is set up uh, extremely attractively. We're, you know, we're, we're off of the, the, the historical lows in terms of multiples from a month ago. But I still think there's a way to go as, as uh, you know, in my, in my opinion, at least, we have further upward EPS divisions post the Q1 reports. And I think now we're at trough uh, margins. Uh, and again, as the top lines normalize and, and pricing actions are taken, those margins are going to start to move higher. Yeah. And as Omicron and COVID pass and the closures are sort of over, we hope for now, forever. Thank you both, Nick and Lee. Wonderful to see you and talk about Shake Shack and the food group overall. Nick Setien of Wedbush and Lee Bull of Charles Schwab. Thank you.